T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hi! Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Already got some NFL action underway as the Texans lead the Jacksonville Jaguars 3 to nothing in Houston. Uh, wide receiver Kenny Stills left the game with a groin injury because he knew that I started him in a league that I really needed to win. He left the game with the groin injury, came back, immediately caught a pass, which was a it was a fantastic catch. Then looked like he landed on his head, got up immediately and ran to the sideline because he got injured again. So maybe it's a concussion. Maybe he re-aggravated this groin injury. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Kenny Stills. Um, hopefully you didn't do what I did, and hopefully you didn't start him after last week's uh, disappointing performance. We got a lot of good action going on today. Uh, doesn't sound like Patrick Mahomes is playing. For some reason, people were holding out hope all week. Um, I, I was never on the side that he was going to play. Everything that I was hearing all week was, you know, he he needs he needs another week. He he the the team is is thinks that he could play this week if they desperately needed him to but they want to wait another week to play it safe. I think that that was always what was going to happen with Patrick Mahomes. Supposedly there's reports that, you know, he may test it pregame, but it just sounds like it's just the Chiefs kind of being cute. I don't think there's any chance Patrick Mahomes actually plays in this game today against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I will be out there with uh, Ryan Wachowski and Josh Vernier here in a little while. Uh, another big move, Josh Gordon, who was waived by the Patriots off of injured reserve this week was claimed by the Seahawks off of waivers. Um, obviously, Josh Gordon's still a very talented player. Um, and it's an interest, It's interesting, um, him going to a Seattle team, that a team that, for whatever reason, even with Russell Wilson playing at an MVP caliber level, insists they're going to run the ball 30 times a game. Uh, they're still going to do that today, I would expect. Josh Gordon won't be active today, but he will be next week, I would assume. Uh, it, assuming he's healthy and ready to go can pick up the offense and stuff like that. Um, he's not a guy I'm willing to go out and trade for, or, you know, if he's available in your waiver wire, I think he's probably worth an ad. Uh, he's definitely a guy that should be rostered, but, like, you're not going to play him next week. They're playing the San Francisco 49ers, absolutely brutal matchup. Uh, they do have the Eagles coming up in a couple of weeks. So based on how he gets utilized, that is a potential matchup. Uh, but he's not a guy that I am starting every single week like you thought he could be when you first drafted him this season when he was playing for the New England Patriots. It just doesn't seem like he's that type of player anymore, especially not a midseason waiver ad for the Seattle Seahawks, which are one of the most run-heavy teams in the NFL. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. As I mentioned, the Texans and Jags are already underway. Hopefully, you started my guy, Darren Fells. Absolutely love Darren Fells, who got another two touchdowns last week. He's got five touchdowns on the season. 33-year-old tight end Darren Fells having a very nice season for the Houston Texans. Obviously, you started DeAndre Hopkins. Hopefully, you didn't start Kenny Stills like I did. Uh, some people may have started Carlos Hyde. Jags' run defense isn't quite what it used to be, so he's not a terrible start today. I wasn't playing Duke Johnson anyways because... 
Uh, it, it's just not, there's not enough there for me to want to start Duke Johnson. Uh, hopefully he started DJ Chark. He's in an absolutely smashed spot today against this Houston Texans secondary, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Uh, they're they're kind of like, the Houston Texans secondary is kind of like the Chiefs secondary was last year. Like they've got a quarterback who's playing an MVP caliber level, making incredible plays week after week, a uh, very dynamic offense. And then their defense is just brutal. And they lost J.J. Watt, their best pass rusher. So I don't really have any faith in this Houston Texans defense, but they haven't given anything up to Gardner Minshew just yet. This is a divisional matchup. You know how I feel about those, especially on a long travel week when you have to go to London. Uh, But DJ Chark, six touchdowns this season through eight games. Still uh, a top five fantasy wide receiver. He should be in your lineup. And I like Chris Conley. So hopefully you added Chris Conley and put him in your lineup today because D.D. Westbrook is not playing. Chris Conley's had back-to-back really good games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Washington R's at the Buffalo Bills. If you have Adrian Peterson, I guess fire him up against the Buffalo Bills. Um, They can get beat on the ground. They've allowed to score in six of seven, but uh, you can't really bank on any of their pass catchers. Um, Dwayne Haskins is expected to get the start today. Case Keenum is hurt. I love Dwayne Haskins' talent, and I'm kind of a fan of him moving forward, and I hope they figure it out with him and he gets an opportunity to actually develop and progress there in Washington. I don't have any faith in that front office, so I don't know if it's ever actually going to work out for Dwayne Haskins, unfortunately. You know I love Scary Terry, but you can't play him against. He's going to see a ton of Tredavious White. And and if Tredavious White, if Stephon Gilmore didn't exist, Tredavious White would have a case to be the best cornerback in the NFL. He's been an absolute baller all season long that bills pass defense one of the three best pass defenses in the nfl you're not starting any washington pass catcher this week i do like josh allen though he's got uh two touchdowns and three straight and uh washington is bottom five against opposing quarterbacks that secondary can get beat with ease so i still like john brown who's established a very safe floor for himself and sooner or later i feel like him and josh allen are gonna have to connect on one of these deep balls and it's going to go for a touchdown, and there's a good opportunity for that to happen today. Cole Beasley caught a touchdown last week, uh, so he's also there for your consideration, I suppose. And I really like Frank Gore, uh, Washington's bottom five against opposing rushers. There's going to be a lot of volume here, and I still like Devin Singletary. Hasn't been as involved as we would hope, especially because coming into the season and early on in the season, he looked like he was the far superior running back. Uh, He's still young. They're still working him back in slow because he was injured for several weeks. Uh, So he's just not getting volume, but there is potential with this matchup today. Uh, Ideally, you'd like to see Buffalo get up big early, and maybe they can do that with Dwayne Haskins being the quarterback. So I think that Devin Singletary might actually be in play today, although he has not been getting any volume. Frank Gore is a clear-cut starter. Devin Singletary is the clear-cut backup. But I think there's going to be enough to go around today that he could still be a viable option. Minnesota Vikings at the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, you're playing Dalvin Cook. It's been absolutely incredible this season. He's already got nine rushing touchdowns. The Chiefs are bottom five in every running back category this year. Alexander Madison also in play, in my mind, this week. Chiefs are giving it up not only to number one running backs, but also to number two running backs. They've just been that bad against opposing rushers outside of that game against the Denver Broncos. I think Alexander Madison's a guy that you can absolutely play today if you were thin at running back and he's just floating around on your waiver wire, which he shouldn't if you're a Dalvin Cook owner. He should be on your bench. Uh, But I think he finds a way to get a touchdown this week. I like Kirk Cousins, but I don't expect him to do what Aaron Rodgers did last week. 
took Aaron Jones playing out of his mind and some incredible throws from Rodgers to, to become a viable starting fantasy quarterback in that game. And I know Kirk Cousins has been absolutely fantastic lately. Uh, even, you know, their last game where he didn't throw a touchdown, he was still really, really good. And he was still completing very, very tough catches. Uh, but the Chiefs' pass defense, I think, is better than we're giving it credit for. And I, and I think there's reason to buy into that. So I don't necessarily love Kirk Cousins because I think that the Vikings know they're going to be able to run at will in this game. So I think it's just going to be a very, very heavy Dalvin Cook game. But I do still like Thielen. I still like Diggs. I don't think you can bench either one of them. Diggs has been an absolute monster lately. Thielen missed last week with an injury, but he's likely to play today. And the Chiefs don't have Kendall Fuller. Thielen, who runs a majority of his snaps out of the slots, probably going to see Rashad Fenton a lot. I think Adam Thielen's a guy you absolutely have to get in your lineups today because I am I am scared of what he could potentially do against this Chiefs secondary. Travis Kelsey's in a good spot. Vikings... Vikings haven't given up a touchdown to opposing tight ends this season, but they're giving up a ton of catches and a ton of yards, so I still like Travis Kelsey today. Vikings secondary is actually bottom 10 against opposing wide receivers. You know, we're, we're used to this Vikings defense that is you know elite across the board, rushing the passer, stopping the run against the pass. They're still a very talented defense, but this defense has been together for several years now. Like They're, they're a much older unit, and they kind of look old, to be completely honest. Like I, I still think that they're loaded. They still have a ton of talent, but they don't look like the same elite squad that they've been in years past. Um, so so I do actually kind of want to take a chance on Matt Moore today. I think Tyreek Hill still has to be in your lineup. Sammy doesn't necessarily interest me, but in your daily lineups, he's so cheap that I'm kind of tempted to take a chance on Sammy this week, I think, because I think he's startable against the Vikings because they've struggled against opposing wide receivers all season. Uh, I'm not messing with any Chiefs running back. The, Vi the Vikings have only given up one rushing touchdown on the year. Their run defense is still very, very good, and I don't trust LaShawn McCoy or Damian Williams, to be completely honest. The New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. I've been talking about it for weeks, and maybe it kills me because I went all in on it in the league where I really have to string some wins together. I'm going to miss the postseason. You know, I, I, you got to take a swing. It, it's This is the week. This is the week where if you lose this week, you're likely eliminated from the fantasy postseason if you're like three and five. Like you got to string four wins together right now to have a chance. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going big with Sam Darnold. I'm going big with Robbie Anderson. Their schedule over the next month is just absolutely incredible for fantasy purposes. And if they don't get it done against against them, then, then I'm willing to admit that Sam Darnold's just not a very good NFL quarterback. I think that he's on a bad team. I think he's got a bad coaching staff. But Robbie Anderson's still a talented player, and I still think that there's potential there. The Dolphins have given up at least two passing touchdowns in every game this season. They just put Xavier Howard on IR. They've given up 13 touchdowns. To wide receivers seven of them have been the slot wide receivers so Jamison Crowder who's still getting some looks from Sam Darnold is absolutely in play today and Demarius Thomas might be a serious start throw in your daily lineups uh, someone's gonna score in this game uh, it sounds like Chris Herndon's not going to play this week so don't put him in your lineup just yet I do still have faith in Chris Herndon moving forward if he can get healthy and get right and I love Le'Veon Bell today who's going against the worst run defense in the NFL Kind of feel like if you're going to start a Miami Dolphin, Mark Walton's a guy to throw a dart on because the Jets are just bad against opposing rushers, and Walton is just the dude now. There's just nobody else who's going to take any volume away from him. 
It's certainly not going to be Kalen Balaj, but I don't have any faith in Ryan Fitzpatrick or Preston Williams or Devontae Parker, so I'm not starting any Miami Dolphin pass catcher this week. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. Really not a bad Sunday. Uh, There is a chance of rain up in Seattle today, and it's going to be cold, but I don't think that should affect the game all that much. Uh, Washington and Buffalo game had a chance of some nasty weather, but it looks like it's cleared up a little bit, so hopefully that holds off, and that doesn't mess up my uh, Josh Allen plays this week. Um, But other than that, I think we're pretty good. Should be pretty nice outside today at Arrowhead Stadium, so I will head that way here in a little bit, and hopefully we will win some fantasy matchups. Need to hit a quick timeout when we get back our Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Pete Sweeney here with your daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, November 3rd. Close your ears, Chiefs fans, because at quarterback I have Kirk Cousins and my running back is Dalvin Cook. Too good of a matchup against the Chiefs. My other running back is Josh Jacobs of the Raiders. At wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, DK Metcalf, and Cole Beasley. At tight end, Jimmy Graham of the Packers. My flex is Robbie Anderson, and my defense is the Panthers. The Arrowhead Pride tailgate previewing the Chiefs and the Vikings is coming up at 10 a.m. I'll see you then. Nobody has your football needs covered quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio. Whether it's the Arrowhead Pride tailgate coming up at 10 today or Arrowhead Pride Radio, which you can catch every sun or every Wednesday, not Sunday, today's Sunday. Uh, players only every Thursday. Therese Paler show every Monday night, one of my favorite hours of radio in all of Kansas City. And Jay Binkley's got all your college football needs covered every Thursday night. Nobody's doing it quite like we are here at 610 Sports Radio. So you, you got to be locked in. You got to download the radio.com app and you got to subscribe to everything that we are doing right now. Go line goat. I really like Melvin Gordon this week. I know he's been awful, but the Chargers fired their offensive coordinator as a way to try to get this thing turned around. If they can't get it going against a Packers team that is giving up the most yards per carry against opposing rushers, then I don't think it's going to happen this week. Like, they, they fired somebody this week to try to get this thing figured out. And Melvin Gordon did have a 19-yard touchdown run It's the last week, and it's the best he's looked all season. Uh, I, I think that Melvin Gordon's going to have an opportunity, and he's getting all of the, the red zone carries for the Chargers. Austin Eckler is essentially a wide receiver now, not really a running back anymore. He's not really getting carries. I think Melvin Gordon's got an opportunity to figure this thing out today. Loud wrong. I was all in on the Titans wide receivers after Ryan Tannehill went off in his first week as a starter. Now, Tannehill did wind up with a pretty good fantasy day last week, but he was just throwing to his tight ends the whole day. He just refused to throw to A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. I started A.J. Brown in multiple lineups because I loved his potential. Uh, he did bail, kind of bail me out. He was only targeted three times. He wound up with two catches for 11 yards, but he had a late fourth quarter touchdown. I was really hyping him up last week without that touchdown. I might have cried because I had him in so many lineups. All birds. There's a lot of fun matchups this week, but I ain't, I've been hyping him up all week long. I, I've been hyping him up for the last last three weeks, to be completely honest. So if I don't put him in my lineup here, I feel like I am just doing a disservice. So I got to stand tall. I got to ride with my guy, Sam Darnold. Uh, he's got the most favorable fantasy matchup of any quarterback over the next month, 
I think he is in a very, very good spot today against a team that is straight up tanking. The Dolphins have given up at least two passing touchdowns in every game. I need it for me today, Sam. Uh, Dalvin Cook has to be in every lineup. He's insanely expensive in uh, most daily fantasy formats, but it's for good reason. He's got nine rushing touchdowns on the season, and he's going against the Chiefs. Every running back produces against the Chiefs. Dalvin Cook in a very, very good spot today. Um, Jalen Samuels is going to be one of the most popular picks around the league today. Uh, James Conner not expected to play. Jalen Samuels is coming off of a uh, meniscus procedure, but he's expected to play in full today, and he might be the top guy. I, they don't really have anybody else because Benny Snell's hurt now as well. Uh, Trey Edmonds expected to be involved, but Jalen Samuels is supposedly going to take a bulk of the work, and he's really cheap. He only costs $4,000, so I think Jalen Samuels, the value is too, is too high to pass up right there. I also really, really love Marvin Jones. He's in an incredible spot against the Oakland Raiders. We know their secondary is absolutely awful, and Marvin Jones did not follow up that four-touchdown performance with anything. He had four catches for 22 yards last week, but I think he's in a good spot here to produce. I also really like DK Metcalf this week. I rode with him last week. I think he's got potential to do the same thing again this week. And I really like Allen Robinson. I know Mitch Trubisky can't really throw the football, but if Allen Robinson's ever going to have, and he's been fine uh, based on the circumstances surrounding him, but if he's ever going to have an absolute monster game, I think it has to be today. I also really like TJ Hawkinson. Me and Dusty Likens talked this week on Forced to Punt. I think TJ Hawkinson is a droppable player for the most part. But I think he's in a very, very favorable spot today against the Oakland Raiders. I'm starting Marvin Jones. I'm starting TJ Hawkinson this week. And I also really like Miles Sanders. Uh, he He's coming off his biggest game of the season. I really like his potential as a pass catcher this week. I think he's going to have an opportunity to put up some numbers again. And I'm taking the New York Jets defense. I'm going heavy on the Jets. I have to. I I, I got to stand tall. And I got to back up all these all, all these. Jets players that I have in all of my fantasy lineups, so I'm riding with their defense as well. Sneaking a couple more matchups before we get to my good friend Ben Heisler. Chicago Bears at the Philadelphia Eagles. Bears defense against opposing running backs isn't what it once was. Miles Sanders, as I just mentioned, he was banged up this week, but he should be good to go after returning to practice Thursday and Friday. I like him a lot this week, along with Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, a legitimate revenge game the way they ran him out of Chicago and Jordan Howard's been really really good lately the Eagles have slowly figured out that now Deshaun Jackson is going to be back today I'm not starting Deshaun Jackson but he does add a down the field element that Philadelphia has been seriously lacking uh Alshon Jeffrey looks kind of slow so so Doug Peterson has kind of figured out that the Eagles can win games and they have more potential to win games when they get the running game going and, and so you know their their two most recent wins they ran all over the opposing defense, so that's got to be something that they are looking to get involved today, and I think that, that that Jordan Howard is going to get a heavy, heavy workload today along with Miles Sanders. So I think that both of those guys are in play for me today, and Carson Wentz, he, he's been struggling, but I, I don't think it's necessarily that he's struggling. He's just playing an absolutely brutal schedule, as I've already talked about several times. I'm benching Carson Wentz this week for Sam Darnold because the Bears' pass defense is still absolutely elite. Um, I, I don't trust him, and Alshon Jeffrey just hasn't been very good this season. He hasn't come close to a 100-yard game. Uh, again, I'm not playing Deshaun Jackson. I think that you have to play Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard, but they're kind of canceling each other out. So I don't really want anybody in this Philadelphia Eagles passing game this week. 
Eagles run defense is top five. So that makes this an ugly game for David Montgomery coming off the best game of his young career. I'm not willing to take a chance on him this week. I did start him in a couple of leagues last week and it paid off for me. Uh, But at this point, David Montgomery, while I believe in the talent there, I still have to see more of it. And he's basically nothing more than a matchup dependent player for me. Uh, I hate Mitch Trubisky. I I won't play him against the Eagles, even though the Eagles secondary is one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. I just don't trust Mitch Trubisky whatsoever. And he's given you no reason to trust that he can be a viable starting fantasy option. Uh, But I do like Allen Robinson, who's been the only guy who's been producing in that anemic passing offense. So I think Allen Robinson's going to have potential today. He, he, Allen Robinson, if he could just get any type of serviceable quarterback, he would be amazing. He's having a fantastic season, despite the fact that he's got a quarterback who looks like he forgot how to throw the football. I don't really want any other Bears pass catcher, although it is worth noting and monitoring because this could be a guy that you want to pick up here in the next couple of weeks. Anthony Miller's been getting a lot more involved in the Bears passing game. He's getting a lot more targets. He hasn't done much with the targets, but you're starting to see a little bit more volume go his way. He was kind of a sleeper candidate early on in the season. He was a guy that I drafted in multiple leagues, and he's done absolutely nothing, but nobody on the Chicago Bears offense really has outside of Allen Robinson. The Indianapolis Colts at the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I had Jacoby Brissett. I wanted to start him this week, but I wound up dropping him because of the tough outing against the Denver Broncos last week. And now he's without T.Y. Hilton for three to four weeks. So I guess Zach Pascal is a guy that you could consider starting against the Steelers defense. Uh, But their defense is actually really good. Steve Nelson Island has actually been really, really good for the Steelers. Despite what Chiefs fans want to believe, Steve Nelson, a pretty good player. He looks like a pretty good pickup for the Pittsburgh Steelers in free agency. Uh, Joe Hayden is still a very good player. Their defense has been very, very good since Ben Roethlisberger went down. I actually picked up the Pittsburgh Steelers defense for the stretch run uh, because their defense has been a fantastic fantasy defense as well. Uh, They have given up numbers to tight ends. So I think Ebron and Doyle could be in play this week. You know, with no T.Y., I would have to imagine they're going to get more red zone looks because T.Y. Hilton was like top five in the NFL in red zone targets. So I think that Ebron at least could be somebody that you consider this week. Uh, I'm still playing Marlon Mack. It's a tough matchup, but I I think with no T.Y., he should get a ton of volume today, and I think that he's just getting too many carries for you to consider benching him anyways. Uh, James Conner is likely out in this game. No Benny Snell as well. Uh, So hopefully you hung on to Jalen Samuels because he was injured uh, for a few weeks, but it sounds like he returned to practice actually last week and then practiced in full this week. So they're saying that he's good to go. Now, Now it seems like... They said he was going to be out a month. He only missed three weeks. They had a buy in between there. So it does seem like maybe they're rushing him back. So I am a little cautious about Jalen Samuels. They also have Trey Edmonds who could get worked in. I don't know that in my regular season long leagues, I am inserting Jalen Samuels into my lineup as if he's going to go out and get 20 to 25 carries because I don't, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. But I mean, he's a more talented player. He should. I, I just don't know that I that I trust him. Uh, I I do like Juju Smith-Schuster, though. They can find a way to get him the ball. He's still found a way to produce, even with Mason Rudolph as his quarterback. I'm not playing Deontay Johnson this week as much as it hurts me to say. I love my guy Deontay Johnson, uh, but this just isn't a matchup that I really want to get him involved in. The Colts' secondary has actually been really good against opposing wide receivers, uh, but Vance McDonald's been absolutely awful for the Indianapolis Colts. But the or, or for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they are bottom 10 against opposing tight ends. So 
I, I guess Vance McDonald is a guy you can take a chance on this week, and I'm not messing with Mason Rudolph. And hit a quick timeout when we get back. My good friend, fantasy expert, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Download the Radio.com app to listen to 610 Sports Radio wherever you are. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. As always, at this time, each and every Sunday morning, we are joined by my good friend, Ben Heisler. Fantasy Advice with Benny Heist is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com and improve your organization's email, digital, and direct market results. What's going on, Heist? What's happening, sir? A happy week nine to you, buddy. How you doing? Um, I'm sweating a little bit because I feel <laughs> like I'm going way too heavy on Sam Darnold this week. Uh, but if he's ever going to do it, I feel like it's this week and his fantasy schedule over the next several weeks is incredibly favorable, so I traded for Robbie Anderson in a couple of leagues, and I'm just going all in on the Jets. So I'm, I'm taking a swing for this final playoff push. This is what everyone had been waiting for from the Jets, right? I mean, you knew that once Donald went down, they were going to be an unmitigated disaster. But uh, if anything, this is the ideal time not only for Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson, but how about Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, I talked with Brandon Kylie on the drive on Tuesday, and I mentioned that this was a guy that if there was ever an opportunity to buy low on Le'Veon Bell, it was now during the stretch of the next five, six weeks. Um, you know, two matchups coming up against Miami, and I think the second one is in the first week of the fantasy playoffs. So go get your Jets, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm confident enough in the Jets, at least in the second half, to be able to pull away here. But, um, they're, they're a team that at some point need to get things going offensively. They do have several weapons for Sam Darnold, and he has shown that when he gets protected and he's not seeing ghosts on the other side of the field, that he can actually be a fairly serviceable quarterback. So uh, he can be a fill-in flyer spot for you, especially on the DFS side. He's a great option this week. And I, I see where your perspective is at, and I tend to agree with you. Yeah, and the Dolphins, one of the worst pass rush teams in the NFL, uh, they just put Xavier Howard on IR. He was like their only reasonable cornerback. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's setting up for big things, and I, I hope I'm right because I'm benching Carson Wentz in a league for Sam Darnold. Uh, I, I'm benching other other players who have been far more productive than Sam this year because I'm banking on the potential. I'm banking on the matchups proving to be correct because if he can't get it done against these teams that he's got coming up on his schedule – then I don't know if he's ever going to get it done. Right, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. You mentioned benching Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, the, that game against the Bears, we've seen the total move from 44 all the way down to 41. Uh, there might be some, some wind in that game. You know, I hate to use the significant wind term, but there might be upward winds of 20 to 25 miles per hour in Philadelphia today. So uh, you never know, especially with weather playing a factor, how that's going to uh, end up carrying in this game. So I, I'm with you there. And, again, the situation currently in Miami uh, looks to be fairly decent. There might be a little bit of rain, but certainly not as far as wind concerned. Remember, you don't mind wet rain when you're playing fantasy, but wind is where you need to go ahead and, and take another look at things. So last week we saw some of these uh, rookie running backs that we invested heavily on early on in the season finally get going. David Montgomery had a very nice game. Miles Sanders had a very nice game. Still ha still haven't quite seen it from Devin Singletary. Uh, Frank Gore's still the starter, but supposedly the Bills are planning on working him in more. I'm curious, who would you rather have out of those three players? Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? 
Man, it's tough. I, I really like Buffalo's schedule the rest of the way, and if you're buying into what their coaching staff is saying with Singletary, especially with his yards per con- yards after contact, he's been incredible this year. So I don't know if he's necessarily been the guy. And we haven't even talked about Josh Jacobs, who is an awesome, awesome daily fantasy play this week, uh, going up at home against the Lions, who despite being one of the top teams last year, with pretty much the same roster at stopping the run, they've completely fallen apart this year. I also think that David Montgomery – for Chicago is going to be instrumental, and I think the only reason I would choose him uh, over Miles Sanders, over Devin Singletary, is just because I think Chicago has made it clear that they need to establish the run in order to have any sort of success on the offensive side of the ball. When Mitch Trubisky is your quarterback and he looks completely lost trying to run Matt Nagy's offense, if you have any sort of commitment to the running game and it opens up play action for you, uh, you're going to be a little bit more successful. And, and I know that they lost the game against the Chargers last week, but Montgomery was still awesome in that game. At 27 carries, 135 yards and a touchdown. Also was targeted five times in the passing game as well. So I think as far as targets and volume and opportunity, Montgomery amongst all those guys, maybe with the, with the, uh, the exception of Josh Jacobs, is probably going to get the rock a little bit more. And I think because the Bears have shown that they need him more than the other teams need their other rookie running back, that's probably the guy that I like best. Josh Gordon. Hit the waiver wire this week. He was claimed by the Seattle Seahawks. He's not playing this week, uh, but he is going to practice with the team next week, and supposedly he's healthy, and they expect him to be involved in the offense as soon as next week. Uh, I'm curious how you feel about him in that offense moving forward, and if he's available in your league, is he a guy that needs to be rostered right away? I don't think so. Again, I feel like you know Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts. I feel I feel like people are seeing ghosts with Josh Gordon as well. Like they're They're still looking at him as the 2013 wide receiver that just came out and burst onto the scene and was tremendous in that year in Cleveland. Now, I know that he's had moments where he looked terrific, and whether it be you know, a few games with New England or, or maybe the previous season beforehand. Uh, I, I just don't trust Josh Gordon, A, to remain healthy, and B, I, I think the expectations going in aren't necessarily fair with the actual level of production that you're getting. So he's fine if you want to take a, a flyer on him and, and drop some other sort of mediocre wide receiver along the way. Like, you know, if it's between um, you know, Josh Gordon and Danny Amendola, you know, Amendola's got a great matchup this week, but how much are you going to trust him on a week-to-week level? Or uh, Josh Gordon and Devontae Parker with the Miami Dolphins. Like, yeah, you, it's worth it. But, I mean, is it worth dropping one of your legit go-to guys in the hopes that Josh Gordon is all of a sudden going to come onto the scene? No, I don't think so. And the fact is, Seattle's already a very run-heavy team anyway. I have my concerns this week, Serta, despite Russell Wilson possibly being in the best matchup possible at home against the Bucks. that even though Tampa Bay is top five, possibly top three in the NFL stopping the run, that what the, what the Seahawks do is they just run with Chris Carson. They, they pound it down your throat. It sets up play action for Russell Wilson, and that's what leads to his remarkable efficiency. So even if Josh Gordon is healthy, and even if he gets a couple red zone looks, they still have DK Metcalf, who's been targeted the most of any wide receiver in the red zone this year, the most of anyone. So I just don't see all of a sudden a huge touchdown upside and massive yardage volume for this guy going to Seattle. I tend to agree with you on that and it, Seattle is super frustrating when they have Russell Wilson they still continue to just run the ball down teams throats even when it's not working for whatever reason yeah but I, I kind of like Josh Gordon's potential in this offense because what while he was never super productive with New England I just don't think that New England's offense and the way Tom Brady likes to run things down the way Bill Belichick likes to run things in New England I don't think that that offense is necessarily catered 
to a downfield guy like Josh Gordon because Tom Brady doesn't really push the ball downfield anymore. They're more of a sideline-to-sideline offense, whereas we see Russell Wilson likes to take those shots with Tyler Lockett, and Josh Gordon obviously is a more well-rounded wide receiver than DK Metcalf is right now in his rookie season. That, that's perfectly logical, and, and it makes sense. Like, if you want to take some deep shots with Josh Gordon, by all means, but think about the other wide receivers that Russell Wilson is going to on a consistent basis. It's Tyler Lockett, who's a great downfield threat, especially if they add Josh Gordon. Maybe they move Lockett into the slot, and he's even better. Um, you know, D.K. Metcalf already getting a bunch of air yards, leading the team in air yards, um, and also getting all those red zone looks. So it's, he's going to get looks. I, I agree with you there, but they're also going to spread around the love. Jerron Brown's still getting a bunch of downfield looks and opportunities. Russell Wilson is so good with the deep ball that it doesn't have to just be one guy to stretch the field. They have multiple players to be able to do it. So I just, I'm not banking on the volume that a lot of people are anticipating for somebody like Josh Gordon to be successful. That's all. Do you have any faith the Los Angeles Chargers – Fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt, this week because their running game has been absolutely awful, and that was part of his firing. Do you have any faith that that move is going to help Melvin Gordon uh, for the rest of this season because he's been absolutely awful? Austin Eckler is essentially just a wide receiver now. Uh, Their running game is just absolutely brutal. It's been really, really bad, although I will say that against the Bears last week, Melvin Gordon had one beautiful 19-yard touchdown run. That was his longest of the season, uh, where he just was really patient, followed behind his left tackle, uh, and was able to find a seam to the outside to get a 19-yard touchdown. So maybe that's a sign that there could be possibilities of things to come, and the Chargers are just playing so slow on offense right now that – I wonder if that's not necessarily helping out as well. You know, when they were moving a little bit faster and they were running more plays, like they, ran, they only ran 45 snaps against the Bears last week. And so that's just not going to be able to get any sort of a established rush, uh, running game going. But, you know, at the beginning of the season, 63 snaps. Uh, or uh, 71, 73, 70. Like, those were times where, where the Chargers were starting to get the running game going a little bit. And, again, it was because of Austin Eckler. I do think they're going to continue to trot out Melvin Gordon, but I still think that they recognize the abilities that Austin Eckler has with his athleticism and his speed and his ability to catch passes. So I do think at some point it will get going for Melvin Gordon, but the expectation of where people were projecting him to go in drafts this year right after David Johnson at 1-6, before all the elite-level wide receivers, I, I think those days are gone. Who's your favorite sleeper today? Oh, my God. I, I really am trying to figure out uh, what I want to do. I, I, I know that the, the name that everybody has been talking about today has been Jalen Samuels, and I will find out whether or not uh, James Conner is officially. I, I believe it's getting very close to that point. Um, so Jalen Samuels, clearly the guy that I think a lot of people can feel really good about. Um, and, we, by the way, we talked about um, – you know, the Chargers, I think Phillip Rivers, if you're playing daily this week, is fantastic. Uh, he's going to have to throw against Green Bay. The Packers are going to put up points. They're back at home. Um, Keenan Allen is finally starting to get healthy again. And you're right, if they, if they haven't had – they continue to have issues with Melvin Gordon in the running game. So I think you can do a stack of Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen. You can incorporate Hunter Henry, maybe include Mike Williams as well, run it back with somebody on the Green Bay side. And that's sort of a very sneaky stack this week. And then last one. Uh, How about those Miami Dolphins? We talked about uh, Sam Darnold uh, and Robbie Anderson, but I think Ryan Fitzpatrick and Preston Williams or Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker, uh, there's going to be some more points scored in that Miami Jets game than I think people anticipate. So, yeah, you want to hold your nose and have to do it, but uh, go ahead and play a couple guys from Miami and the New York Jets today and feel good about in DFS. Follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss. He's my good friend Ben Heisler. We'll catch up with you same time next week, Ben.
All right, sir. Good luck this week. Over the top. I'm a big Marvin Jones fan this week. He followed up his mega four-touchdown performance with a four-catch, 22-yard stinker last week in a positive matchup. Uh, You're just going to get that with Marvin Jones sometimes. But uh, like with many other wide receivers in the NFL, you just got to play the matchups and hope for the best. And I think he's got an incredible matchup today. Uh, He's going against a Raiders cornerback who who had his first start last week and gave up like six catches and a touchdown. I think that Marvin Jones is perfectly capable of doing that today. Matthew Stafford's one of my favorite plays of the day. I think Marvin Jones is a guy who is cheap, and he is a guy that I am inserting into a lot of my daily fantasy lineups. Absolutely love Marvin Jones this week. Need to hit a quick timeout, but when we get back, our top off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson with Arrowhead Pride. Here's my daily fantasy lineup for this week. Going with Josh Allen at quarterback against Washington. A little bit of Chiefs-Vikings flavor in my lineup. I've got uh, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen both in the lineup. Austin Eckler at my other running back spot. Stacking Josh Allen with John Brown. Also got Tyler Lockett at one of my receiver spots. I'm going with Cameron Brait at tight end. Jamison Crowder in the flex. And the Buffalo Bills defense against rookie Dwayne Haskins. Be sure to stick around and listen to me and Pete Sweeney on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate starting at 10 o'clock. Catch you later. Protein Housey with the purpose text line 69306. Try to send me in your last minute lineup questions. I will answer those before I get out of here today. The Houston Texans lead the Jacksonville Jaguars in London 9-3. Deshaun Watson threw a touchdown pass to my guy, Derek Fels. Uh, Jags struggling to get anything going so far, but uh, I need uh, I need Gardner Minshew to find my guy, DJ Chark. So let's get that figured out, all right? Top off player of the week. Sorry, Chiefs fans, but it's got to be Dalvin Cook. Got nine touchdowns on the year. He's averaging 5.3 yards per carry. He's been absolutely fantastic, working his way into the conversation of best running back in the NFL, right behind Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the game script is there for him to have a monster day against the Chiefs. And to be quite honest, one of the reasons I signed up to go cover this football game is because I just want to see Dalvin Cook in person. Uh, he's set up for a very, very nice football game today. Soft hands catch. Watson. And he goes down. No, he stays on his feet. Throws on the run. Touchdown! Unbelievable! Watson, a magician! I picked that play as my soft hands catch of the week prior to this London game starting. Darren Fells already has a touchdown in this game. That is number six on the season for my guy, the 33-year-old journeyman tight end who has found fantasy success with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson's incredible with Patrick Mahomes being injured. You can easily make the argument he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Right now, And again, Darren Fells is 33 years old. His his sixth receiving touchdown of the season prior to that, when he had five receiving touchdowns, the only guys that have more than him, DJ Chart, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, and Adam Thielen. That's all elite company, and now he's tied with those guys. Now he has six touchdowns along with all of those guys. Darren Fells. If he is still available in your league and you have not listened to me at all, you need to go add him right now. Tight end is a absolute mess this season in fantasy football. And Darren Fels has been a pleasant surprise. So he is a guy that needs to be rostered 
in absolutely every league. As I talked about on the Force of Pump podcast this week with Dusty Likens, I would go drop a guy like TJ Hawkinson to pick up Darren Fells because Darren Fells has just been that good. Sneaking a few more matchups before we get to the Arrowhead Pride tailgate with Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson. The Tennessee Titans at the Carolina Panthers. Derrick Henry is going to be a popular play this week, and he probably should be. Panthers are giving up almost five yards per carry. They've given up 10 rushing scores on the season. The Niners had five of them last week. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's been pretty good, but the Panthers haven't given up more than two passing touchdowns in a game this season. I can't bank on Corey Davis. I can't bank on A.J. Brown. I did that last week, and it almost burned me. Uh, I don't trust them at all. And the Panthers secondary, for the most part, has been pretty good. They, they've gotten burned a few times, but for the most part, against subpar quarterbacks, they have not done very well. Jonu Smith has been very good since taking over for Delaney Walker, who still isn't playing this week. So I do think that Jonu Smith's a guy you can, you can pick up and play this week in, in a jam. Of course, you're playing Christian McCaffrey. He's completely matchup proof, even against good run defenses. He still had a monster game last week against one of the better run defenses in the NFL. I don't think you play Kyle Allen. I don't trust Curtis Samuel, who is supposed to play today. He, he's been banged up. Uh, and I don't trust DJ Moore. Moore has gotten at least eight targets in three straight games. So there could be uh, dart throw potential there, especially if Adoree Jackson doesn't wind up going for the Titans. He was questionable headed into this one. Uh, but I don't trust any of those guys. And Greg Olson's been terrible since week three, so I don't think you can play Greg Olson this week either. I'd much rather play a guy like Cameron Brait or even Jonu Smith over Greg Olson. The Detroit Lions at the Oakland Raiders. Matthew Stafford, one of my favorite plays this week. Oakland is straight up giving up 300 passing yards and three touchdowns per game as a secondary. Their secondary is absolutely trash. Now that Detroit can run the ball, or can't run the ball, I should say, Danny Amendola is all of a sudden a huge part of their offense. Oakland's getting torched by slot wide receivers. They've given up five touchdowns to the slot this season. Uh, Of course, I love Kenny Galladay. He's been great this season. Uh, They don't have anyone who can touch him on that Oakland defense, to be completely honest. So I think Kenny's in for a good game. And the Raiders are getting torched by number one wide receivers. Just all season long, every number one wide receiver they've gone against has had a productive game. I think Marvin Jones is obviously in play. Jones has an incredible incredible matchup against these Raiders cornerbacks. It's a great matchup for TJ Hawkinson as well. Raiders are bottom three against tight ends. Uh, Don't start any of the trash Lions running backs, but start all of their pass catchers. Derek Carr's thrown multiple touchdowns in four of five games. I started him in a league last week, and he threw three touchdowns for me. Darius Slay's still banged up. Uh, The Lions secondary has been awful without him, but it sounds like Darius Slay is going to play. That changes things for me because he's going to see Tyrell Williams for a majority of the game, and Darius Slay, when healthy, is still a very, very good player. Tyrell Williams keeps catching touchdowns, so I think that he still has to be in your lineup because he's still found a way to be productive every single week that he has played. Uh, But Darius Slay changes things for the Raiders here. It makes me a little less comfortable with starting Derek Carr in this football game because Darius Slay is that good. He can change that whole secondary around single-handedly by completely shutting down Tyrell Williams. And outside of Tyrell Williams, there's nobody else in this Oakland passing game that you want besides Darren Waller, who's been absolutely incredible. And I don't think you, you, you take a chance by benching him. Uh, certainly not. He's been absolutely incredible. I think that Josh Jacobs, obviously we talked about it with Heiss, Josh Jacobs in a very, very good spot. Lions have given up eight running back touchdowns over the last four games. I think Josh Jacobs in a very, very good spot to explode today. And Hunter Renfro had a long touchdown last week. And I, I think he could potentially be in play as a guy that, 
you know, Tyrell Williams likely seeing a lot of Darius Slay. Hunter Renfro might get some looks this week. So I think Hunter Renfro is a guy that you could potentially start. Uh, Lions have been getting burned by the slot all season long. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle gave up 460 passing yards to Matt Schaub last week. 460. I like Jameis Winston a lot this week. I know it's hard to bank on Jameis Winston. Uh, I'm sure he's going to turn it over. He's going to go out of his way to turn it over in all likelihood. But you could pass all over the Seahawks. They're bottom five against opposing wide receivers. Godwin, Evans, obviously in play. Uh, I don't think you can play a Bucks running back. Seahawks have been okay, and, and their running game's just terrible. Uh, O.J. Howard out again. Seahawks are the fifth worst team in the NFL against opposing tight ends. So I think Cameron Brait, who did get some red zone targets last week, I think Cameron Brait is still a very, very viable option if he is available. I think you can go add him and insert him into your lineup today. Russell Wilson, of course, in your lineup. Bucks pass defense gives up 300 yards, multiple touchdowns per game. They've given up six wide receiver touchdowns over the last three games. DK Metcalf also in play again for me, coming off a two-touchdown performance. So is Tyler Lockett. Tampa Bay's run defense, we talked about this a little bit. Tampa Bay's run defense is actually elite. It's one of the best run defenses in the NFL. They've literally shut down everybody, including Christian McCaffrey twice. No one shuts down Christian McCaffrey. Tampa Bay's just done it twice this season. Uh, so I, I don't love Chris Carson this week, but I still think he has a chance to find the end zone because we know that's what the Seahawks do. Like, even if the run game doesn't work, they're still going to give Chris Carson 20 carries. He's still going to have an opportunity to get in the end zone. So I think that I, I think that you probably don't have many guys that you can that you can play who are going to get that much guaranteed volume. So I think that Chris Carson still has to be in your lineup. Cleveland Browns of the Denver Broncos. I'm hoping Odell Beckham can catch a touchdown today uh, in this one. Uh, I'm hoping they'll get a short field as they're going against the Broncos' backup cornerback. So I'm hoping with that pass rush, they'll be able to force some turnovers. Uh, the Broncos' secondary is very good. He'll likely see Chris Harris, who does leave the slot to go shadow wide receivers now, and I expect him to do that today. So I don't want to start Odell, but I'm going to because he's just got to do something at some point, and I'm hoping they turn it around. But I, I'm really close to like I, I'm not believing this whole, oh, we're going to turn it around, we're going to figure it out. You've been saying this week after week after week. The Browns are just bad. I, I, it's just a lost season for Cleveland, as disappointing as it is. Uh, Jarvis Landry might be in a better situation, though. Uh, since he's not going to see Chris Harris all game, I think he's going to have an opportunity today. I'm not playing Baker Mayfield. Uh, but tight ends are doing okay against the Broncos, so maybe Demetrius Harris, but he's basically in a timeshare. So I don't really want to play Demetrius Harris. Nick Chubb's been good, so I'll still give him give him a play. The Broncos' run defense is actually pretty good. Outside of a couple monster performances, they've been pretty shut down. So... Uh, the Browns are going to get Kareem Hunt back next week, so we'll have to monitor that moving forward. But Nick Chubb, still a very, very talented player who should be in your lineup. Browns' run defense is pretty bad. So I like Phil Lindsay. I like Royce Freeman today. I think they're both in play. I think they're both going to have an opportunity to be productive, especially with backup quarterback Brandon Allen as their starter and likely their starter moving forward the rest of the season. I love Cortland Sutton, but I, I, I don't know how, how I can trust him moving forward he's been awesome this season but Brandon Allen I don't even know if Brandon Allen can throw a football to be completely honest I don't trust Brandon Allen at all and the Brown secondary is finally healthy and they've got some absolute studs on the back end of that defense so I really like what they're bringing to the table so I don't love Cortland Sutton today and I don't trust any other Broncos pass catcher 
the Green Bay Packers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Aaron Jones obviously has been amazing. He is in your lineup, likely to have Devontae Adams coming back. I would expect him to be slightly less. I would expect Aaron Jones to be slightly less involved in the passing game with Devontae Adams back. I'm not expecting him to split out wide as much as he has been. But hopefully they continue to do that because obviously he's incredibly effective like that. He was doing that prior to that Chiefs game. It wasn't just a matchup thing with him. They're utilizing him that way, and I hope they continue to do that because he's obviously fantastic at it. Uh, Chargers pass defense is still pretty good, but they've been mostly good against bad passing teams, so I don't know how much I can read into that. They haven't fared as well against top-end guys, and I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is playing himself back in the MVP conversation, so you still start Devontae Adams even though he's likely going to see Casey Hayward. I don't like any of these other wide receivers. It's just, it's too, it, there's, there's too much of a mix. There's too much timeshare going on. I don't want MVS. I don't want Geronimo Allison. But I do like Jamal Williams this week. He got that ridiculous touchdown. He's got a touchdown in three straight games. I don't think that he's going to keep that up, but I think both these Packers running backs are worthy fantasy options moving forward. And I know I trashed Jimmy Graham, but I mean, he's coming off of back-to-back pretty good games. I think he's going to have an opportunity this week. I think Jimmy Graham can be in your lineup. Packers are giving up the most yards per carry in the NFL, so I like Austin Eckler. I like Melvin Gordon. I think they're both in play this week. They changed their offensive coordinator. I think there's going to be an emphasis to try to get Melvin Gordon going a little bit. So, And I think that's how you beat this defense. So I think that they're going to be heavily involved. Uh, you know, the, the Packers' pass defense is still been pretty good uh phil rivers hasn't been great uh but they have given up multiple passing touchdowns in four of the last five but their pass rush is going to be all over phil i don't trust philip rivers i don't trust keenan allen who's been absolutely brutal since week two of the nfl season a lot of people like mike williams this this week but he hasn't scored yet this season uh so so i don't really trust any of them the new england patriots at the baltimore ravens I'm still playing Lamar. I'm still playing Mark Ingram. I'm not playing any other Baltimore Raven. That includes Mark Andrews. As far as the Patriots go, I guess Sony Michelle and James White are in play for me, but I don't really want any Patriots pass catcher outside of Julian Edelman. I just don't trust those guys. Cowboys at Giants, start Zach, start Zeke, start Michael Gallup, start Amari Cooper, start Saquon. Don't start anybody else for the Giants. It's about as simple as that. I guess you could start Evan Ingram. He's been pretty good against the Cowboys, but... Thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. Thanks to Grant Nicholson for all the help. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate coming up next with Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.